Blog Talk Radio. Yo, this is your boy, G-Ski Rocks. And this is going out to the lovely, lovely women of the world. I know sometimes you have to make a hard decision. But I want you to think about this. Abortion issue thrust into the headlines again 
by a the series of um, videos exposing Planned, Her- Planned Parenthood and the STEM Express bi- baby organ selling fiasco. And uh, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. But we're going to start our show off in our usual way by talking about the reason for this show existing. Our patron verse for the True Life Fridays radio show is from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And it reads, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And I want to pray to God in heaven, give this time to you for your uh, truth and your wisdom to be spoken through the airwaves here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, let everything that be spoken was spoken in honor of those who have died, who have who have lost their lives in that horrific barbarism of slavery called abortion that we have legal in this country today. And it's for their memory and to prevent future children from being lost this way. Uh, this is this time is dedicated for that, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, folks. We have a stunning number of video audios to share with you. And I'm going to get started. The purpose of which is to talk about how, yes, you have seen the videos come out. There have been six total. If you have not watched them, please watch them. I know it is difficult. I can barely hang on myself. I find myself skipping through a lot of unpleasant parts just because I know what they're saying. I don't have to live with that. Uh, But I don't ignore that that's what's happening. It is so painful. And the reason it is so painful is because we are talking about innocent human lives that are being dissected, cut apart, torn apart, and then used as fetal research. Their organs are being sold like so much human body part trafficking which is illegal, by the way. And that is why I want to um, tell people, yes, it's, it's okay to skip through parts of those videos, but don't ignore what is taking place in them. Don't ignore what is being talked about. Don't ignore who is being talked about. I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything I wouldn't do myself. So if there are parts that I have to skip through because they are just so horrific, I want you to acknowledge first and foremost that they are horrific and acknowledge why those parts are horrific. It's because we are talking about ripping apart limb from limb. Unborn babies. Unborn human lives that we are stealing from this world for the benefit of a thing called privacy, a benefit of a thing called choice, the benefit of a thing called convenience. None of which is humane. 
at any level. That's why this is so horrific. We are tearing apart babies who have not yet been born. And it's horrific even if they have been born. It's horrific from anyway. One thing that you're going to know from True Life Friday's radio is that we strive to be 100% consistent. If it's wrong to throw homosexuals off eight-story buildings to their deaths, it is wrong to suction little babies out of their mother's wombs and turn them into little jars full of arms and legs and feet and hands and and intestines. One is the same as the other. And if you have an objection to that, voice it in words that make sense. Voice it in an argument that is consistent. And don't assume what you are trying to prove. That's called begging the question. And the pro-choice side of the issue is full of question begging. Nothing but invalid, illogical, and downright irrational arguments that come more from a desire to see children eliminated from this world than children growing up with rights. With the rights that you and I want to have for ourselves. That's it. That's the pro-life position in a nutshell. We want children to have the kind of rights we would ask for as adults. The The same kind of rights, the basic right to life the right to exist, the right not to be assaulted with killing weapons. But sadly, we over we we have to put up with distracting claims by pro-choicers saying we have to regard the so-called rights of women to choose, right to choose the death of their unborn children. Let's finish that sentence. The right to death born children. Now, for some reason, people can't seem to bring themselves to realize that's what they're finishing the sentence with. They don't want to finish the sentence. Conservative and liberal media pundits are not different in that. So in this show today we're going to talk about how uh how the media even even so-called conservative media media fox news has dealt with this question on a panel so this happened yesterday on the five now i was in my car driving around uh going to the grocery store when i heard this exchange and so i didn't get the audio of it until I got home and somebody was gracious enough to put that on the internet for me. And here it is. We are going to dissect the entire six minute, um, six minute plus audio uh, clip of that show. 
because it dives into the entire subject of baby selling, baby organ part selling, I mean. Um, what's the difference? I don't know. Except that the babies are dead by being aborted. Abortion itself, Planned Parenthood, and uh, the laws, and how much are these television hosts capable of talking about things in an intelligent way? Let's find out. So in a series of clips that we're going to analyze, this is the first, and uh, it talks a little bit about how how back and forth a lot, a lot of these conservative hosts are and how back and forth some of these liberal hosts are. So this is Geraldo and Eric Bowling, uh, mostly in this first clip. It's it's beautiful. Just listen to this. The abortion part of Planned Parenthood is bad. You got to stop them. Let them reopen as Planned Parenthood too, and don't provide the services, and then give them taxpayer your money. Your opinion, dude. The Planned Parenthood is. is bad because you're against abortion. No, you no, said it was a life-altering. You said it was a life-altering. Can you not do this You said it was a life-altering experience. Do this again today. It was, I, I'm, it's a, I'm it's not, not a life-altering I'm not experience. commenting on abortion. Again, you are talking no, about No, I'm not. I'm commenting on so selling So what is, what is a good parts. abortion to you? What's you know the difference between the what Planned Parenthood is. What is a good abortion? Eric, what is it? A, a good abortion, a good abortion is, is what? Saves in the mother's life. You know what a good abortion is? A good abortion a good is abortion, in a clean place a good where the woman's health is protected is, is, as opposed to a back alley, as opposed to a back alley where the woman dies with some butcher cutting her to pieces. Are you done? Why do you think we got this? I'm not commenting uh, on abortion, Harold. be waiting all the rest of it. Commenting this on is baloney. Okay, several things. Uh, they the first mentioned uh, that her... <laughs> Okay, so Eric Bowling wants to say, all right, uh, that abortion is bad. The kind of abortions that are happening that Planned Parenthood is committing are bad abortions. And and the baby selling, baby part selling is is the plus negative, is the add-on the negative on top of that. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree that abortion is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Um, And then, but... But then Geraldo comes in and he asks, what, what is a good abortion? Now, he has his own answer to that, but I think that question, to his credit, is a good question. So here, it's the same question I would pose to these same so-called conservative talk show hosts. What is a, what is a bad abortion? What is a good abortion? Now, on record, these... Uh, these Fox News hosts have opposed abortion, but not in the case of rape or incest. And so, Geraldo rightly asks the question, what is a good abortion to you? What is a good abortion? And he says, a good abortion to me is one where the mother uh, has a clean place to have an abortion, and it's not a back alley abortion. Um, okay, so here's the answer to that. Here's the True Life Friday's answer to that, uh, Geraldo Rivera. There is no back alley abortions. There never were. In fact, if you want to swap things out, all abortions today are back alley abortions. If you're talking about cleanliness, if you're talking about methodology, if you're talking about the people involved, if you're talking about the money that's exchanged, if you're talking about what happens in abortion, everything is identical to 
that which you term a back alley abortion. Hence, there are no back alley abortions. There never were. There are just abortions. Do you get that? He doesn't get that, but please, America, do you get that? There are no back alley abortions. There never were. There never. There are not now, and there never will be. In spite of, despite the legal status of abortion in this country. Abortion has always been done the same way by the same people for the same reason in by the same methods in the same places. They've always been done. The only difference is the legality. Making something legal doesn't make it clean and it doesn't make it safe and it doesn't make it better. Women receiving abortions today are also hemorrhaging, dying in alleys, dying, bleeding, hemorrhaging, everything. They're not doing it in an alley. Nobody ever did it in an alley. Nobody ever died in an alley. It's just a euphemism. It's just just a colloquialism. What they're doing is they're bleeding to death and they're dying and they're hemorrhaging and they're suffering in hotel rooms. In their cars. In their boyfriend's ramshackle apartments. That's what's happening. Legal abortion hasn't changed that any time. And Geraldo Rivera has not yet realized that legalizing abortion did nothing for women's health, nothing for their safety. Nothing. Abortion is bad for women. On top of being pretty darn bad for the child that's getting killed. There is nothing natural and nothing healthy about taking and interrupting a pregnancy in progress by physically removing the fetus through cutting them up, sucking them into pieces, crushing their organs, crushing their skulls. Do you have any idea the medical and physiological changes that occur when there's bodily damage to the human person, to the human body, and to think that a woman is immune to that? This is very different. Oh, but miscarriage, very very different from miscarriage. When a unborn child dies naturally and is miscarried, the body has a, usually has a natural way of removing that dead baby. There is no need to go and kill a baby. This is very different. Abortion is very different. I reject the language that a miscarriage is a natural abortion. Because the way we define abortion today is not what is, is anything but natural. 
It's anything but natural. When you interrupt a pregnancy by man-made force, you cause all sorts of physical, physiological chaos to happen that a woman must recover from. There are studies showing international studies in 68 countries, I think, that abortion is a contributing factor to breast cancer. Don't believe me. Look it up. Only in this country where there is such strong denial of the harms of abortion do we have people getting out in front of cameras saying, oh, no, you shouldn't believe any of that. I'm sorry. When you interrupt nature trying to live, there are consequences. And I am not surprised that abortion increases a woman's chances of future health problems. So be not surprised. Next. Um, Eric Bowling, as you will see from other hosts later on, uh, tries to make a distinction, saying, well, no, 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 I, I agree that uh, abortion is bad, and um, but I'm, I'm, I've already said that abortion is okay in the, in, in the uh, case of rape and incest. To which um, he's asked a very important question. You know, what's the difference? And another host later on is going to be asked, what's the difference? And this is where I think Fox News Channel hosts need to be very, very, uh, very, very aware of their position and the inconsistency of their position. Because here it is. I'm going to applaud. Here I go. I'm going to applaud liberal Democrats and liberals socialists and pro-abortionists for catching this inconsistency took them a while took them a while catching this inconsistency and throwing it in the faces of people who are are generally mostly pro-life but not 100 percent congratulations you heard it here first you caught what a conservative consistent pro-lifers have been saying for quite some time that if you are going to be pro-life the circumstances by which a person is conceived is irrelevant let's go on to the next clip and see what happens (laughs) abortion is another stalking horse for the democrats it it fuels the whole war on woman thesis it allows it allows Democrats to say, see, the Eric Bowlings of the world want to take away your right to choose. Let me know. That's what this does. Okay. Going on to whether or not this abortion issue is a stalking horse in which Democrats can gain an upper hand in the presidential debates and in the, in the run-up to the election of 2016 by furthering this narrative that the GOP is waging a war on women by saying, accusing quite stereotypically in their normal fashion that GOP candidates just want to take women's right to abortion away. You know what? I'm going to say as the host of this show, 
you don't have a right to abortion? Just because the Supreme Court said that they uh, procured, squeezed out, developed, uh, plucked out of a penumbra a so-called right to privacy in the Constitution, which uh, the Constitution never says. Therefore, it translates into a right to kill your unborn child doesn't make it true. It only forces forces the United States citizenry to comply with a man-made stricture. Understand the difference? The Constitution does not provide any such right to abortion. The Supreme Court provided that so-called right to abortion, but not the Constitution. All right. So, is the GOP waging a war on women? Oh, let's see. Considering what I've said so far, that abortion is actually harmful to women, um, it's especially harmful for female fetuses who are future women. It's harmful to uh, a society that accepts death because it cheapens life and makes things like baby organ selling so much more lucrative because when you cross that ethical line saying, hey, these are human beings and it's wrong to trade them like so much chattel slavery, like so much slaves. Um, Yeah, when we remove those ethical boundaries, society suffers. Don't tell me that during the age of slavery in the United States, everything was fine and dandy with people in their minds and in their souls and in their moral out their moral outlook. Uh-uh. You cannot tell me that because I looked down the street from my home, not too far from where I live, at Ferguson, Missouri, where people are parading up and down with, with signs and shouting, no justice, no peace, and Black Lives Matter. You can't tell me that anybody's life matters if it didn't matter from the time they were in the womb. Nobody's lives matter. Nobody's life matters if we, it doesn't start in the womb. Nobody's life matters. You cannot make that argument. You cannot say there is a war on women as if women have a right to have anything that they shouldn't have a war against. As if. Save your outrage, Geraldo. Just save it. Just save it. You are so off on this. But I congratulate you on catching the little inconsistency. Next. I've commented on the illegal practice of taking fetal body parts and selling them for a profit. One, two, Geraldo. Two is illegal. Abortion, no abortion is ugly. It's ugly, and Greg is right to the, extent, to the extent that we don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't think about how, what, is, what this actually entails. But the majority of the American people want adult women to have the right to choose whether to terminate the pregnancy or to keep the child. Mm. 
Okay. Number one, abortion is ugly. Why is it ugly? Why is it ugly? If you support abortion, if it is a woman's right, if it is a good thing, because you know what? I've never heard from Geraldo Rivera that he thinks abortion doesn't harm a woman. I've heard his support for abortion is for the positive things he thinks abortion does for women, right? Do I have that right, Geraldo? Absolutely. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so supportive of abortion. Remember, he just said he wants a, a good abortion is where a woman gets one in a clean facility with a doctor, yada, yada, yada. So to, for, for him, there are such things as good abortions. So good abortions are ugly? I would think to be consistent, Geraldo, abortion is the most awesome thing that has ever happened to women. It is not ugly. It's awesome. And you should watch it with both both eyes open. You should watch all the videos with both eyes off open. The the tapes. Every second of the videos. Not the highly edited versions. The entire thing. Beginning to end. Don't skip any of it. And tell me. Turn around and tell me that it's ugly. You support this. And it's ugly? Second of all, he talks about. Um, well, let's, hear, let's hear that again, because I, I really. Ugh. I've commented on the illegal practice of taking fetal body parts and selling them for a profit. One, two, Geraldo. Two is illegal. Abortion, no abortion is ugly. It's ugly, and Greg is right to the extent, to the extent that we don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't think about how, what, is, what this actually entails. But the majority of the American people want adult women to have the right to choose whether to terminate the pregnancy or to keep the child. Okay. The second thing is he, want, he says the American public, the majority of the American public, want adult women to have the cho- choice to abort their unborn children. Really? Last time I checked, 54% of Americans want limitations on abortions. They do not think that abortion should be legal after 20 weeks. They do not think that abortion should be on demand without apology. That is the majority of Americans. Now, I'll I'll give you that. Now, let's, let's just make sure I highlighted that the majority of americans want limits age limits on abortion and they want circumstance limitations on abortion majority got that now given given those things what the majority of americans do want on the flip side exceptions in the case of rape or incest. That part is true. And we are working 
on making that the minority view. Because we have come this far in swaying American opinion to be abortion on demand without apology to limitations on age and limitations on circumstances. Americans are very unsupportive of abortions for convenience reasons. The needle has moved in the American public. Abortion, I'm sorry, so Geraldo is out of step with the American public on that. He should not be so presumptuous. I know that people can separate the idea of the safe and legal abortion mm-hmm. compared to the selling of, of right. body parts. Right. And remember, intact babies. And now we know that sometimes it's without consent. Right. Legally, that is a problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's right. Um, we are talking about two different things. But the uh, the hosts on The Five have made a terrible mistake. The conservative ones, especially. They want... Abortion by itself is an issue to be talked about by itself, and organ baby baby organ selling is another thing. They want to completely separate the two issues, but it's not possible. It is impossible because one practice has opened the door to the other, and everybody has to come to terms with that. So the hosts say, hey, it's possible to have clean, safe abortions for women um, and not have illegal baby organ selling. Sure. But it's also possible to walk down half, halfway down the steps and not go all the way down the steps to the next floor. It's possible. But where would you go? Where would you be if you only stopped halfway? Those on the left who have been doing this for quite some time will always force you down to the second uh, option because one inevitably leads to the other when it is a a possibility in the human mind. A long, 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 long time ago when I was in high school, this is the exact issue that came up. We did a mock uh, Congress and a mock Senate. I think we did a mock Senate, my U.S. government class. And the issue of what to do with aborted fetuses came up. And we're talking about something years ago. All right, it was 1990, I want to say, it was 1992 when I was in that class. And the the issue before us in this mock little Senate is whether or not to legalize, whether or not to pass a bill in our mock Senate, legalizing the use of fetal remains from abortion for medical research. From the left side of the Senate, 
which was in the majority, was that we should not let these aborted babies go to waste. They're already dead. They've already been aborted. Nothing further is going to happen to them. And what they provide in terms of organs and body parts and tissue and et cetera is is, uh, valuable stuff. And we should we should okay this bill because um, it doesn't encourage. Not only are we using not only are we using uh, a, an available resource in the aborted babies, it would not encourage abortions. And I, as a little junior senator back then, this does not spell anything out for a future political career. Believe me. I raised my hand and said and asked the question, how can you guarantee that legalizing the sale and the experimentation on aborted fetuses would not promote and lead to lead to and promote abortion on demand for this very purpose? You know the answer that I got to that was not, oh no, we're going to have systems in place and blah 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 was oh don't be ridiculous. That is the teenage answer, and that teenage answer hasn't changed in 25 years. In my personal experience, it hasn't changed in 25 years. And now we have the huge business of selling, of Planned Parenthood getting caught selling baby organ parts, baby organs, to a company for exorbitant amounts of money. Let me tell you, it does not a hundred dollars per tiny little hearts for tiny little hearts, tiny little lungs, tiny little kidneys, tiny little livers. It doesn't cost a hundred dollars per body part. Not even thirty nine ninety five to transport them and store them to their final destination in a petri dish. Or in the bodies of mice. Per body part. It does not cost that much. Because if it costs that much, ladies would not be talking about getting Lamborghinis for this business. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They would not be talking about cars, and they wouldn't be drinking wine. They wouldn't be having a schmoozy meal. And they wouldn't be talking about putting in industrial-sized uh, freezers for this po- this uh, this practice, because you know they ain't cheap. If the practice can pay for the the bottom line of doing business, a business would not do it. This is not done for nonprofit pers- re- reasons. No business ever does that. If Planned Parenthood got zero benefit from doing this, they wouldn't do it. Who goes and spends this type of money only to recoup just the cost when it's so much easier just to dispose of the bodies uh, in an incinerator? Believe me, I don't believe the, uh, the altruistic claims at all, and neither should you. 
Because if a company, a business like Planned Parenthood goes to the trouble of developing a sex ed curriculum that encourages kindergartners from and school-age children to become sexualized earlier and earlier so that they can become sexually active when they're hitting puberty, then selling them contraception and then when that contraception fails, selling them abortions. Do you get the sense that there's a racket going on? Oh, yeah. There's no don't doubt about there's a racket going on. So why would Planned Parenthood have an altruistic uh, view of human body parts for the fetal fetal tissue um, they generate for the babies that they kill? Of course they won't. Suddenly they're all in it for the goodness of mankind. When two minutes before, when the baby is um, inside a mother. They're doing it uh, for cash? I don't think so. But here we go. Let's, let's listen to the next one. The abortion part of Planned Parenthood is bad. You've got to stop them. Let them reopen as Planned Parenthood 2 and don't provide the services and then give them fair money. Opinion, dude. Right. That was the wrong one. Let's try this one. I don't really think she should have consent. This is not an organ to be donated. You do not, you have, this is where you have to separate the, uh, the, the pro-choice pro argument from this idea of uh, fetal dismemberment. It's a dishonest leap to, to put them both together to say that because I have a right to do this, I can also make a decision what to do with the cadaver. No, you don't. You could be, pro, it's like saying I'm pro-Second Amendment, which means I also have the right to shoot my gun wherever I want. No, you're for the you are for the right, mm -hmm. but that doesn't allow you these other things. Basically, what we've done is we've relegated dead. Well, are babies. you saying that women should not have the ability to consent whether or not their aborted fetus can be used for research? Yes, absolutely. That's crazy. How is that crazy? That's crazy. How is that crazy? You're, Explain to me how is that crazy. So, so I, I'm a, a, a to make yourself I'm an feel better old rape victim. To make yourself feel I'm an better old rape. Victim, I know you're going to use the rape. I'm or I'm, incest I'm victim, not against abortion or, or incest rape or victim, incest. And Let's they, get that on and the then, table. And then and then and you're saying that the person you, who aborted my fetus has the right to decide without the, asking um, me I, what to do with it. There is a difference. You cannot use. What if I want to make it dog food? You can't, yeah, that's, you, you just proved my point. You, if you want to make a dog food, what's the difference? You are repurposing the unborn child to enhance your present living desires. And that you do not have the choice for. In terms of bringing up rape and incest, when did I say I was against abortion for that? You were using that as a straw man why, argument. Why, why is that any less hideous to you? Why? It's still the same. You're, you're taking away a life. Ah... All right, let's start from the beginning of that, where Greg Gutfeld talks about how um, – here, let me play that again. I don't really beginning. think she should have consent. This is not an organ to be donated. You do not – Okay. Um, he talks about this whole idea that we can use aborted babies after they have been aborted, after they're dead, after they've been dismembered, and – you know, as the as the videos show, the abortionists are doing their best to kill the baby and preserve the body parts. Greg Gutfeld is saying, oh, my gosh. Okay, not only are we committing this horrific act of barbarity against a human life, 
we are now going to ask consent to the woman who has paid the the baby killer to kill her baby ask her consent for that child that un, that dead child to then be used for medical research to be the body parts to be injected into mice to be dissected to be done with whatever someone a third party believes should be done with these body parts as if as if we are donating uh, a dead relative's organs to help somebody who's sick. Do you see, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, the, the overwhelming, incredulous position that this practice is all about, that this practice takes one moment for from the time a woman conceives her child to the time she walks into the abortion clinic and the baby is destroyed that baby has no rights and no value the only value is the exchange of money how much money to pay the abortionist to kill this child. That baby has no rights, no legal personhood, no autonomy, is not considered a life worth saving, is not considered valuable, shouldn't exist, thought about as someone who shouldn't exist, a mistake a product of conception, just a blob of tissue, and 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 an 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 encumbrance. What am I trying to say? An obstacle to a woman's life, to a, an obstacle to a woman's better life without a child in her life at that time. That is what the unborn is. And then a few seconds after death by dismemberment, that useless, invaluable blob of tissue who has no personhood and is an obstacle to a woman's desired life, becomes money, becomes invaluable resources, becomes so much more valuable that people are willing to haggle dollars and cents in order to buy this blob of tissue. Do you see the absolute contradiction of how we treat the unborn? One minute, they're nothing valuable. And the next minute, they're there for, for humanity. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let me play that again. I don't really 
thinks she should have consent. This is not an organ to be donated. You do not, you have, this is where you have to separate the, uh, the, the pro-choice pro argument from this idea of uh, fetal dismemberment. It's a dishonest leap. To, to put them both together, to say that because I have a right to do this, I can also make a decision what to do with the cadaver. No, you don't. You can be pro it's like saying I'm pro-Second Amendment, which means I also have the right to shoot my gun wherever I want. No, you're for the, you are for the right, mm -hmm. but that doesn't allow you these other things. Basically, what we've done is we've relegated dead well, Are babies. you saying that women should not have the ability to consent whether or not their aborted fetus can be used for research? Yes, absolutely. That's crazy. How is that crazy? That's crazy. How is that crazy? You're, Explain to me how is that so, crazy. So I, I'm a, a, a to make yourself I'm an feel better old rape victim. To make yourself feel I'm an better. Okay, so Geraldo shoots back with that's crazy. Because um, Gerald says you don't have a right to first apply no value to your unborn child and then sign away that life of your child, uh, the body of your child, as if it were very valuable, as if you were donating something valuable like a human organ it just doesn't compute and he's absolutely right and he says you don't have the moral right he shouldn't have the right to do that you shouldn't be able to do that and Harold says that's crazy and he asks why is that crazy I want to know why is that crazy and instead of providing an argument Geraldo Rivera says um, you know just say I'm an 18 year old rape victim so what so what? Okay, Geraldo goes on his argument. His argument by bringing that up says, say I'm an 18-year-old rape victim, and I, um, I want to – this is where he's going with this. I want to salvage what's remaining of the situation and donate my, my rapist baby, my rape baby, uh, to science because somehow that's going to produce some good out of all of this. You know, it doesn't unrape me. It doesn't make the the poor bastard who raped me a better human being in life. You know, a dead and it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that I have a dead baby. But let's let let this dead baby that I have paid for to get killed, uh, to to be given to medical research in pieces. Because I think it's going to do some good. That is absolutely contradictory. That is crazy, Geraldo. That is crazy. The cognitive dissonance should have blown that mustache off your face and cracked your glasses. Because what you're saying is that can pre be procured by killing a child, and not only killing a child, cutting up his, that those those baby parts of that child and selling them to the highest bidder for not just profit but to make your life better to cure you of heart disease he said that heart disease cancer etc 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 first of all using fetal tissue has never resulted in that and it never promises, and it doesn't promise to. Second of all, it's been done, um, let me think, during Nazi Germany. The Nazi, the German doctors had performed tons of experiments 
on aborted babies, on killed babies, on all kinds of babies, and lots of our medical knowledge today that we have today is because of what they did. The the Nazi Germans, the Nazis' contribution to medical advancement has been significant. Do I think we need to turn back the clock and pretend that we don't know all of this? That's impossible. Was it wrong? Absolutely. Theoretically, could we turn back the clock and burn up all of their medical research? That question was asked. And to be consistent, I think, yes, we should have. Yes, it would have set us back medically decades, probably. But I can't change the past. Nobody can change the past. We have used this medical knowledge. The best we can do now is not repeat that inhumane criminal act, which Geraldo is advocating for. We cannot repeat it. Learn from history. Don't repeat it. Geraldo ends up asking a very, very good question that we uh, touched on earlier. He asked Greg Gutfeld because Greg Gutfeld was insistent on saying that I'm not, I'm not for, um, for, for, I'm for excluding and uh, people that have been raped, and I'm not for abortion, um, but except in the case of rape and incest. Don't ask me about that. I've been very clear. He's been very clear that he is okay with abortion in the case of rape and incest. And Geraldo smartly asks, what's the difference? Again, if you are consistent, conservative pro-lifer, that life begins at conception and a life is killed in, at abortion, who cares how that, ca- that, that child came into existence? And here as a True Life Fridays host, I would say the child does not know he or she is the product of a rape. Biologically, no one knows when they're conceived, if they're conceived as a, as a, from a rape or not. Yet abortion, in selecting for circumstance, prejudices against people who know nothing about their origins. Nor is it relevant. So Greg Gutfeld should wrestle with that question. He should take Geraldo's questioning at this point very seriously. If you are going to be consistent in your pro-life stance, you should not make an exception for rape and incest. Why? Because a child is still killed and how they came to exist is not relevant. So they they have a lot to learn. Conservative or otherwise have a lot to learn. There's no one so far who has a completely right view. Why is that? Oh, so, let me get this straight. Because you don't want the fetus to go to waste, right? I want is that a what? cure for cancer. 
I want a cure for heart disease and Parkinson's disease. And at any cost. At any and cost. Alzheimer's. At any cost. That's what God I God bless you. I, I hope you live long on the backs of dead fetuses, oh, Geraldo. Please. No, I'm using your argument. I'm validating your argument. You want to live you, longer you, on the backs of you, fetuses. Why don't you bury your head in the sand and, and ignore the reality of how medicine gets done, how research gets done. I, don't, I look at the video. Yeah. Um, the reality of medicine and how research gets done doesn't change whether it should be done. You know, I remember the movie Jurassic Park where Malcolm says, we've been so, uh, you went, and he's talking to John Hammond, and he says, you were so eager to, and I'm going to find that clip, you were so eager to slap it on a lunchbox and, and patent it and market it. You forgot to ask whether or not you ought to make killer dinosaurs that will eat people if they get loose. And in the same way, cannot we can we can experiment on human adults. We can experiment on human adults. In fact, I have a story for you. In 1972. Living babies who were pre-gestating, gestation age, were cut out of their mother's wombs, kept alive for as as little as little as ten minutes, in order to test their bodily functions before being uh, before their brains were sectioned out of their bodies and their livers and the, their organs dropped into um, liquid nitrogen before they were cut out of their, their mother's wombs. This was in 1972. This is horrifying. Experimentation on living babies, on women who went into abortion clinics for abortion, these women agreed to have their fetuses experimented on before they died. This required women to have their uteruses cut open as if they were having C-sections. They gave birth via C-section to live babies who were kept alive in order to perform experiments on them, and then they were killed. This is 1972 pre-Roe v. Wade. Pre-Roe v. Wade. And you thought this was new. You thought that selling organs and experimenting on little kids, little babies was new. It is so not new. This happened, by the way. Um, This is documented by the same person who now runs the Center for Medical Progress who has produced the Planned Parenthood video expose videos. He has been documenting stuff like this for decades. Let me read this to you real quick. In 1972, Pediatric Research Journal published a paper submitted by researchers from the Department of Pediatric Research at New York State and Mount Sinai School of Medicine of the City 
University of New York in collaboration with a researcher from the Departments of Medical Chemistry and Obstetrics and Gynecology of the University of Helsinki in Finland. The paper was titled Development of Mammalian Sulfur Metabolism, Absence of Cytosinase in Human Fetal Tissues. That was the title. This is I just read you the study's pedigree, basically who sponsored this study. The bottom line of the study is they cut out living human babies from their mother's wombs, marked for abortion, experimented on them while they were still alive, and then killed them. How much we, – we, we're not – I mean, after I mean, I want to drop the mic and walk away. That's what I want to do. But here we have this case where we are justifying medical research. So Haralis says, "How do you think we do medical research on the backs of dead fetuses? On the backs of dead fetuses that should make you throw up in your pants, Geraldo, and you, Greg Gutfeld." need to be consistent. Do you want to do medical research on the backs of the fetuses that were only conceived, that were conceived in rape only, that were conceived in incest only? I'll tell you what, if we don't abolish abortion in its entirety, you're going to find a lot of women being raped and a lot of women being, uh, having babies via incest or getting abortions via incest, claiming to be of incestuous relationships. You, it's, it's a paper-thin veil to make circumstance a reason for legalizing abortion. So with the idea that we can separate the illegal baby body part selling from the actual abortion is a fiction. It's a legal fiction. And if you don't if you make it a moral fiction too, you're being highly inconsistent. And it is. It is like as he had made the example, saying that I have a Second Amendment right to a firearm and that carries with it the right to go and shoot it wherever I want. If he can be consistent on this, then he can also be consistent when I'm saying, let's take the analogy further. Just because I have a Second Amendment right to a firearm um, doesn't mean I get I have the right to shoot shoot it wherever I want, except if I have been raped or I have uh, either by a stranger or a family member. And then I have the right to shoot it wherever I want. Does that make any sense? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense. But let's move on. Can we just please stop attaching all abortion to what Planned Parenthood is doing that's A, illegal, B, disgusting, and C, unethical? Well, I don't know what the facts are, Eric. I know that the people who... That would be a start. Find out the facts. Well, you don't know them any better than I. Oh, you know what? I have to give Geraldo credit. Sometimes he does come out with zingers. 
Um, but he, hiding behind, oh, I'm so ignorant about the facts, um, is untrue at this point. We have six videos. If you watch them, you will be educated as to the facts. And you cannot hide behind your ignorance. And then accusing somebody else of not having the facts is uh, is another front. But But he's right about one thing. He doesn't have the facts because he didn't watch the videos. And neither do the other other panelists don't have all the facts. Because if they're advocating for abortion in the case of rape or incest, then they obviously don't have all the facts. Because their arguments fall apart. Because their reasoning falls apart. Go on. Uh, there was a section where I messed up on the audio, and that's Kimberly Guilfoyle talking about how we need to have both a safe legal abortion, a safe legal choice, I guess is what she said, for women, and yet acknowledge the humanity of the unborn, just like Ben Carson. Oh, really? You know what I found out about Ben Carson? I like him. Okay? Let me say this. I like Ben Carson. I think he has a lot to contribute to uh, this country as a public figure. I think he can educate people better than uh, any public figure in medicine has up to this point. I have lots of positive things to say about Ben Carson. I'm not going to say anything about him um, about being president of the United States because that's a different question, and uh, I haven't picked a winning candidate for me yet. But has he got it all together? Should we look to him in particular about the abortion issue beyond uh, what any other conservative pro-lifer has done so far? I'm not so sure, and this is why. As a doctor, what you thought of Marco Rubio's line of the debate, that even in cases of rape and incest, he, he would be against aborting that child. Well, in cases of rape and incest, I would hope that they would very quickly avail themselves of emergency room. And what? in the emergency room, they have the ability to administer, uh, you know, RU486, uh, other possibilities. Um, let's hear that again. Administer RU486. Oh. So in the case of rape or incest, a woman should avail herself of the emergency room where they where emergency room staff can administer RU486. Well, what is RU486 supposed to do? It is a well, it's a two, it's a two-part um drug that causes abortion. It causes the woman's body to be inhospitable to a to an embryo. Hmm. It's not the same as a Plan B pill, which is also supposed to, at the same time, um, prevent ovulation. But you can't prevent ovulation once it's happened, and you can't prevent conception. Once it's happened, you can go to the emergency room and they will administer RU486. What's missing 
in this dialogue? What's missing in this answer? What's missing in this answer is Dr. Carson has advocated that women who have been raped go to the emergency room, acquire RU486 or some other methods, as he says, in order to prevent not not conception, but pregnancy, as defined by people who want to separate the two. Now, we here at True Life Fridays don't separate, separate the two. If you have conceived, you are pregnant. But what we're talking about when the child before the the 36 hours of window, the 36-hour window where a developing child finds the uterus and finds a place to attach and grow, um, are you 486 and Plan B and uh, abortion pill advocates say during that 36-hour window, you can make the body, we can give you a pill, we can take a pill, women can take a pill, um, whatever the pill it happens to be, to make her body inhospitable so that that conceived child won't have a place to grow and therefore die and therefore you won't be pregnant. This kind of disturbs me about Ben Carson. Um, and it should give everybody who is pro-life pause. I believe that he has a lot more to grow on this issue, uh, which is why I think that before he... Uh, advances in his presidential run for long, he should stop and familiarize himself with the pro-life arguments and the biology. He's a brain surgeon. Oh, you're a brain surgeon. He's got a brain. That doesn't mean he knows and he understands the pro-life argument in its entirety. As a doctor, what you thought of Marco Rubio's line of the debate, that even in cases of rape and incest, he, he would be against aborting that child well in cases of rape and incest I would hope that they would very quickly avail themselves of emergency room and in the emergency room they have the ability to administer uh, you know are you 486 uh, other possibilities um, before uh, you have a developing fetus now, I have to agree that, you know... But if, that is, if it is at the point of conception, do you see that as life, doctor? Um, certainly once the heart starts beating. Certainly at that point. Hmm. Well, the heart starts beating at about... Hmm. At about two weeks after conception. Here's a little biology lesson for the dear doctor. The heart doesn't start beating unless the fetus or embryo at that point has developed to the point of forming a heart. So the process of getting to a beating heart requires a living creature in the shape of a human being at that age, growing and developing and working its little biological butt off to make a heart for itself, himself or herself. 
So let me be very clear on that. Life does not occur at conception. A heart would not develop at two weeks of age. What am I saying? Life is and can only start from conception because you don't get to the later stages of development if you're not alive up through that whole process. Capiche? So Dr. Carson has a little bit to, of, of, uh, of pro-life argumentation to learn. He needs to modify his position on that. He should not consider a life worth saving only when the heart is beating. Because all the way up until the heart is beating, that child is alive, trying to make a heart. All right, so um, so cool your jets on Ben Carson for the time being. You know, I... Let me say this in general, because there's a whole lot of stuff about Donald Trump, and there's a whole lot of stuff about the other candidates and Marco Rubio, which we're going to talk about in a minute, um, because they referred to him. We're going to talk about that. And let me just pause to say, I will never oppose anybody running for president if they are, A, a natural-born American citizen, and B, over the age of 35. Why? Because that's what the Constitution says um, are the requirements for somebody running for president. And as far as I know, Donald Trump, Ben Carson, all the candidates meet those requirements. So as far as some of the candidates trying to grandstand and, and make a name for themselves, good or bad, saying that certain other candidates shouldn't be running, I'm not going to say that. I am not going to say that someone should not run for president when it is their constitutional right to do so. All it means for me is to decide whether or not I'm going to vote for that person, whether or not I'm going to campaign for that person, whether or not I'm going to say good things or bad things based on their records and based on their ideas. I think that's fair. So in the case of Donald Trump and his relationship uh, to Planned Parenthood, which has really come out uh, that he's, he, he, there's, there's rumors, okay? I mean, tell you that. This, this, as far as True Life Friday knows, Fridays know, this is just a rumor. Donald Trump likes Planned Parenthood versus Donald Trump wants to defund Planned Parenthood. You know what? Donald Trump is ignorant. He's as ignorant as many of these candidates that are running. Did you know, just as an aside to my aside, there are 39 GOP candidates running for president of the United States. 39. You say, I didn't know there were so many. Oh, yeah. Because some of them are unknown, and some of them shouldn't be known. Um, but I don't begrudge anybody from running. There are 39. Some of them are kooks, man. You know, Bo Greitz times two. But uh, they all have a position on something. They all have a right to run. And if they're accepted by the party they want to run under, Lord be with you, because perhaps nobody else will. Um, so Donald Trump needs to be more educated about this. Now, I don't see him as the kind of person that would pursue education on that, pursue self-knowledge. 
Uh, but I hope he makes. Yeah, I hope he's. I hope he makes me wrong. I hope he he proves me wrong that he'll actually pick up a book, pick up Ronald Reagan's book on abortion, and talk about um and and learn about what pu- public policies should be in place because of the moral stance on abortion. Hope he does that. You know, Republican and everything. So um, let's move on and talk about how how this is how it is framed. So we're going to go on to talk about Marco Rubio. And the clip was so long, I didn't want to play it all. And I didn't want to break it up into many segments because there's only one um, really quick point that I want to make. He was on CNN with Chris Cuomo last week, right after the G- – not last week, the week before last, right after the GOP debate, the August GOP debate. And – he gets asked, as we expect him to be, about his stance on abortion. Now, Marco Rubio came out strongly against exceptions. His stated view is that he is 100% pro-life without exceptions. That means no exceptions for rape or incest. Okay? And so Cuomo wants to play a game of a game of gotcha. Gotcha. He said, he asked him, um, okay, so, but you you sponsored a bill with exceptions in it. And so how can you say that you don't support exceptions yet sponsor a bill with exceptions? And what Rubio responded is, it's a great answer. Um, but there's some flaws in it. But overall, it's a great answer. He said, no, that's not true. Um well, it, what he what he was responding to is Cuomo has said it seems you had your own record wrong. He he's what Cuomo had done was try to say because you sponsored a bill or you co-sponsored a bill with exceptions, you can't claim that you are not in favor of exceptions. Very very sly, Chris Cuomo. Except that you're wrong. So Rubio responded, that's not true. Everybody supported that bill, he said. He quote, every single pro-life senator, every single pro-life group, including the Catholic pro-life groups, supported the bill you're just talking about because it prevents abortions. But it included the exception, Cuomo pointed out. And so this is Marco Rubio's answer. He says, think about it this way. I'm in favor of a 20-week abortion ban. Does that mean I'm in favor of abortions at 19 weeks? No. Any bill that reduces the number of abortions is a bill I'm going to support. Now, despite what Cuomo says next, because it's just a litany of liberal speak about what life is, and I don't know what, when you don't know when life begins, and scientists don't know what life begins, and because he's got backed into a corner by Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio rightly said, I'm in favor of a 20-week abortion ban. That doesn't mean I'm in favor of abortions at 19 weeks. Exactly. We have to look at legislation as pro-lifers per what the legislation actually says, not what it doesn't say. So if an abortion bill has exceptions, for rape or incest, that's all it means. It has exceptions. It doesn't mean 
that children conceived of rape are less valuable or less worthy to be saved. It doesn't say that children, um, that abortion is morally all right for women who have been raped. It doesn't say that. The bills do not say that. The bill does not make value judgments of that nature. We interpret it to say that because, well, if you support this bill, why do you support that bill? And we make an interpretation on the senator's motives for supporting certain bills. And those motives may or may not exist. So Marco Rubio has come on to CNN and made a definite statement that he does not personally support those exceptions. He wishes those exceptions were not there ideally by him saying, I don't favor abortions at 19 weeks, even if I supported a bill banning abortions at 20 weeks. We are dealing with the situation where legislation has boundaries. People make value judgments. Legislation and bills do not, um, and laws do not make value judgments. So it is not in the purview of a piece of, of a stack of papers titled with a, a SB something, Senate bill, whatever number it is, to tell us that whoever wrote the bill or what the bill means is that fetuses at 19 weeks are perfectly uh, morally acceptably aborted at that age. This is the way that Marco Rubio responded and this is the way that more pro-lifers need to see the issue when it comes to legislation. Marco Rubio can be 100% pro-life and God I hope he is bill, and even if he co-sponsors the bill that will not move, go anywhere without an exception, to be able to not let the pro-choice side of things win at this legislation, it needs to pass. Now, I know Butt Monkey wants to come out and say, yeah, but... And we have talked about that before. That is an issue that needs to be addressed. So we have exceptions in our abortion laws. They need to be removed. I totally agree. Am 100% for that. Let's do it. Any questions? So I do not want to hear... Um, this double-minded support and non-support for certain candidates just because they answer a question and they work in, con- in, work in the Senate, work in Congress, the way the congressmen and senators have to work. I'll go back to something that I played last week, which is um, Scott Walker's answer to a similar question about exceptions, and I may repeat myself a little bit, but I think that's good. 
You've consistently said that you want to make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the mother. You recently signed an abortion law in Wisconsin that does have an exception for the mother's life, but you are on record as having objected to it. Would you really let a mother die rather than have an abortion? And with 83% of the American public in favor of a life exception, are you two out of the mainstream on this issue to win the general election? Well, I'm, I'm pro-life. I've always been pro-life. And I've got a position I think is consistent with many Americans out there in that, in that I believe that that is an unborn child that's in need of protection out there. And I've said many a time that that unborn child can be protected, and there are many other alternatives that will also protect the life of that mother. That's been consistently proven. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who has a radical position in terms of support for Planned Parenthood. I defunded Planned Parenthood more than four years ago, long before any of these videos came out. I've got a position that's in line with everyday America. Okay. So uh, Megyn Kelly kind of took it on the chin after that first GOP debate about her line of questioning. Um, there's a whole thing going on with her and Donald Trump, which we're not going to talk about. I don't think it's relevant here. But she also got a lot of flack for asking this question. Um, is is Scott Walker a little bit outside of the mainstream, not a little bit, but outside the mainstream of America for opposing abortion in the case of the life of the mother? And, you know, there was a headline that says, you know, Megyn Kelly asks a disgusting question. I don't think it's a disgusting question. I think it's a question. Personally, I'm not defending her as a person. I am defending the question. Um, everything is kind of fair game and a debate. And if it is true, and I don't have any reason to doubt it, that 83% of Americans think that there should be an exception in abortion law in the case to save the life of the mother, I think that's, I think that's a real statistic. So she's asking the question, Megyn Kelly is asking the question in light of how things are. Uh, not not to try to needle the pro-life governor. I don't know, maybe she was, but the question really doesn't uh, reflect that. The question is a legitimate question, and I think he answered, as I said last week, brilliantly. I think he answered that the right way. More candidates need to get on board with the way that Scott Walker answered that question and say, I am going to be consistent in my view and that there is no, and he's standing on medical principle and medical fact, that there are plenty of things that we can do to save both the life of the mother and the life of a child in that very rare instance that something in a pregnancy has gone wrong to threaten the mother's life. Let me make very clear our philosophical True Life Friday's view on life of the mother issues. A life of the, the life of the mother in a pregnancy is never, never the result of a child trying to kill her. The baby in the womb is not trying to kill his or her own mother. It is something that has gone wrong in the process of growth, in the development of that child, in um, whether bacterial infection, viral infection, something has gone wrong. Third cause, because a natural pregnancy got, that works out the way it's supposed to, that develops the way it's supposed to, results in a healthy baby being born. And both mother and baby are alive at the end of the process. 
That's how we all got here, right? So that is the norm. What has happened in a pregnancy that threatens the life of a mother is something that ha- that has gone wrong. It is not the norm. So do we need to pass legislation to 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 make a to make an allowance in the law that says women can abort their children if their lives are being threatened? I don't think that's necessary. That is so not necessary. But it's a legitimate question to ask. And we need to make clear that children are not the cause of women's deaths. And so children do not need to die in order to save them. So, you know, Megyn Kelly did okay with this question. Scott Walker needed to be asked because I love his answer. Above, I mean, that's the kind of answer I wish candidates would have been giving years ago, 2012. And I hope that other candidates learn from Scott Walker's answer and smarten up. Smarten up. Now, with that, um, this whole Planned Parenthood baby organ selling debacle has not I mean it's so dark and dreary and you know as True Life Fridays we talk about life and we just center and focus on the the ugly and the gruesome and the inhumane all the time but we do so because hey if we were talking about slavery would you want us to present it in nice rosy ways no understand that abortion is slavery the act of killing babies because they are of no use to us is a form of slavery and then add on top of the that on top of that we want to support federally funding and and the and the exchange of monies for their body parts because suddenly they're so valuable when you know before when they were alive in their mother's wombs they weren't valuable but when they're dead, they're suddenly valuable. You know, suddenly they can they can do miracle things like cure cancer and um, other diseases. You know, that is inhumane thinking. That is horrific barbarity. I don't know what other adjectives I can use to describe this because we have got to get it straight, America. We are federally funding up to the tune of $540 million a year an abortion business. Oh, but they don't fund abortion. The human doesn't fund abortion. I'm sorry. $540 million does not buy simply the pill that you can get at Walmart for 20 bucks. That women have to pay for. Anyway. (laughs) Planned Parenthood does not need $540 million just to keep their lights on. And the 3% lie. Abortion is only 3% of what they do. You know, (sighs) felonies are only 3% of what they do, too. I mean, so what? mean that they get to keep their doors open on your dime. 
on my dime. If they are a privately funded entity, let them be privately funded, period. And thus we come to our stupidest thing ever, which is the Planned Parenthood or pro-abortion, actually this is from NARAL, um, response to these videos exposing the baby part selling aspect of Planned Parenthood. To the abortion selling abortion selling aspect of Planned Parenthood, um, to to the accusations that we here at True Life Fridays Radio make that abortion is actually bad for women overall, um, and that abortion clinics generally do not have a woman's best interest in mind. Now, they put out this video. Nayral put out this video. And they think it's kind of funny because they partnered with a group called Funny or Die, which is a little ironic. And it's supposed to be a humorous, comes across as the stupidest thing ever, because who would ever want to defend a, an abortion clinic like this? So we're going to talk about uh, this video as being hey, the stupidest thing ever. Time and time again, 
what has what actually happens in abortion clinics is that women get sent to hospitals where they actually have to see real doctors to help them. Yeah, because they're injured in their abortions. And so um, the good thing is um, when they get to the hospital, they have to change into another gown, I guess, if they're up and alive. Uh, if you happen to be Tanya, um, uh, if you, Tanya Harris, uh, you're not alive, barely, and you die. And so if you go to a an abortion clinic, you'll get a lot of people will smile at you. They'll they'll help you. They'll hold, they'll even hold your hand. They'll even talk about so-called prenatal care. Um, and so the beginning of this ad talks about how oh then they uh, talked about prenatal care. Um, okay, that's kind of a lie. Um, over and above the prenatal care, air quoting that they do give, most of it is geared toward abortion. If you want to keep your baby, if you're pregnant and you want to keep your baby, most of the things that they will show you is the other side of the door. They'll say, good luck. Um, You should probably take some vitamins, maybe. Yeah, and stay off of horses. Um, Good luck to you. And the next part is when they talk about, and so this ad is trying to make fun of criticisms, but really what it does is show what big douchebags NARAL is um, because we know that if you scare all the women away, they won't get abortions. Duh! You have to be clever and you have to be nice and you have to smile at people and you have to pretend that you care. But, you know, you care so much because they're paying for it. Women are emptying their wallets. They're getting their boyfriends to pay for this, um, you know, when they could have gotten an Xbox. You know, kill your baby, get an Xbox. Got to make a choice. Merry Christmas. So it really is the stupidest thing ever. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you really understand the difference in human worth. You know, if women are to be treated as the natural mothers when they become mothers, as they're supposed to, we need to embrace them. And the pro-life community over and above that, even even those that we disagree with on the pro-life side, are overwhelmingly compassionate toward women in difficult situations, women who have been raped, women who are victims of incest, girls that are being trafficked for their bodies. And it is such a horrific, terrible irony to be exploited twice, especially in in sex trafficking, where a girl can be pregnant through her rapes, through the rapes that she endures, and, and somebody else is profiting off of her body. And when she's pregnant, she's taken to an abortionist who will uh, violate her again. And then destroy her baby in the most um, profitable of ways in order to preserve body parts, which will then be sold like more human capital. Um, So if this is not abuse upon abuse, um, then, then black chattel slavery is really okay because it is nothing as bad as what has happened here. 
where where we are seeing unborn babies ripped to shreds and not even called um not even thought about as valuable enough to keep alive you know it's it's only maybe a shade worse at least at least history shows we have given the black community dignity in the law we won't even do that with the unborn that is so contradictory and sad and that needs to change so ladies and gentlemen i leave you with next week's um true life fridays and where we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about how all of this is strung together and we're going to get it right into the videos um with six more videos to go i'm pleased to announce that STEM Express has been denied their suppression efforts. A judge has now removed the block on uh, the Center for Medical Progress's videos. Um, I always thought that that couldn't be, that was nothing anyway, just get out of California and release them. I mean, the Internet's everywhere. But, um, but they have been denied, rebuffed. And so we will be seeing more videos about them, about Planned Parenthood, and we will actually go through them um, in as much detail as we think is instructive and poignant. And hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, you walk away from this program better equipped. Talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to the media, for goodness sakes. If anyone ever puts a microphone in front of your mouth to say something, uh, realize you become an an instant mouthpiece for the true life, I mean, sorry, the pro-life movement. And we want you to do us true life proud. And that's why we do this. So next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please come back to True Life Fridays Radio. We will be ready with more stuff to share with you. Um, Have a good night and take care. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Open wide, put your hands up side by side. Age don't matter, like race don't matter, like place don't matter, like what's inside. Let the kick drum kick one time. Breathe out, let your mind unwind. Eyes on the ceiling, looking for the feeling. Wide open, let your own eyes shine. Yes, where the fight begins. Yeah, underneath the skin.
future Be the hope 